0: The Homans Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance.
1: So many poor choices. But so many good takes. But so many poor choices. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello and welcome. It's the Homance Chronicles and I'm Nicole and I am going solo, but it's okay because I have a wonderful guest with me today. The two of us are going to uh, really help you get through the holidays and uh, sort out, hopefully, when you can find Mr. Right and who he is and how you'll know and all of those great things about love and relationships. So um, first, I'd like to introduce the guest,
2: Dr. Janine Staples. Welcome, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Nicole, thank you so much for having me on Homance Chronicles. This is a treat and I'm very excited to be here. So um, a little bit about me. I am a full professor. I'm a tenured professor at a Research One Global Impact University and I work on women. I study um, and triumph narratives and love. So I look at how women get into toxic relationships that don't work. Um, How society socializes us to give away our power, to be people pleasers, um, to really be inclined to anxiety and depression around relationships. And then I work on solutions and methods and strategies to get women out of those pain patterns and into a really deeply loving and affirming, radically unconditional love affair with themselves. My idea is not to teach women how to get a guy. My idea is to teach women how to get themselves and then they Mm -hmm. can get whatever they want. Right.
0: And I love that. And, you know, I think that your project is aptly named, you know, the Supreme Love Project. And that that means, um, you know, what like finding that thing in your life or finding that thing in you where you don't feel like you need to have someone else and you can still have a full life and you can still have love and you don't need to settle. Right.
2: That's
0: right. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Um you know i looked through quite a bit of your history and you have some similar experiences to me in regards to uh poor choices maybe in men
2: <laughs> absolutely when
0: and so <laughs> and i mean most of our listeners are probably in the same boat um so anyway i i felt a connection to you immediately because um I have dealt with relationships where there was alcohol abuse, um, not necessarily where I felt like I had to fix the situation, um, but there was an element of it that was maybe normal to me because it was in my household and, you know, you see that. And so, um, you know, what was it in you that sparked you to go, okay, this is is a pattern (laughs) and I want to be done with this, you know?
2: Uh, Yeah, well, actually, I got to a space um, where I just I hit a wall and I hit a bottom, you know, I feel like that's a part of what happens with anyone who's in a pain cycle or who has any sort of addictive tendencies or who's caught up in toxicity or experiencing any level of abuse, even if it's just verbal abuse, emotional abuse. Um, You hit a bottom. And so that's what happened with me. Um, I created a space where I had a succession of boyfriends and they all were the same guy, just in different clothes and with different names. And I realized when I hit my bottom, which all was all about being lied to, being cheated on, um, you know, I don't know if anybody in your audience or if you know, Nicole, about gaslighting, it's where someone... Do you get it? Do you know? Anything? I do. Okay. Well, so this is the thing about gaslighting is okay. when it's happening
0: to me, I don't always recognize it. Yeah. I have to like, look back and go, Oh, I was being <laughs> gaslighted. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if there's some way you can explain it better so that we recognize when it's us in the moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the ways that it happens and you know that it's happening is because there's something called a disturbance. It's an, it's an energetic term where, you know, a woman, if you can attune to your feelings and if you can trust your body, trust your gut and trust your instincts, you can recognize a disturbance. What it means is you're in, you're in a conversation with a guy, let's say, and he says something, I'm thinking about an experience that actually I lived through. So one time I was dating a man who said, I'd love to take you on a vacation. And I was like, oh, that'd be great. I'd love to go on a vacation. He said, okay, so look up places like islands and, start to gather up the information and like we'll talk about it at the end of the week and we chatted about it and texted about it and talked about it briefly throughout the week the following week i said oh okay i've I've narrowed down our choices i found a great spot and he was like for what and i was like the vacation (laughs) and oh wow yeah and he was like oh no you misunderstood me I, i wasn't saying that we could explicitly go on a vacation i was just saying it might be a great idea one day perhaps in the future so that's, that's obvious.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, well, it's not that it's just, it's obvious. It is obvious, but it is something that uh, maybe a younger version of me mm-hmm. would have just been like, OK, you know, now me being late 30s me, I would not be OK. But um, I, I just I think it's such an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so it's infuriating, just you telling me I'm infuriated.
2: (laughs) Yes. And that is accurate. That's an accurate response. That is a healthy response to someone gaslighting you. And what happens is there's a disturbance that's created. What happens is you feel like a pause. It's like, the needle scratching across the record and the music stops. That's where, you know, there's gaslighting. There's a probability that gaslighting is being is happening. When you are starting to doubt your own rea- reality and you catch your breath and you pause and you you sort of like quizzically look at the ceiling and you start to try to remember like, what? That's a disturbance. If you feel a disturbance, that's a red flag that you need to go back and check and see if you've been gaslit. If your idea of reality has been questioned, if it's been manipulated, if it's been contorted in any way, even the smallest way. So here's something, Nicole, that I coach women about in a very specific way that, I, that feels radical to a lot of women, even in their late 30s. We have women in the Supreme Love Project who are in their 50s and 60s.
0: Yeah. Well, because it, you know what I have said to my therapist, like, I can't believe that I'm learning this about myself or I'm changing this behavior in and I'm 37 and she'd be like, at least, you know, you're not 57. Like, like, she's always telling me, like, there's some people who go through life who never even learn. They don't. And so at least you're making the acknowledgement and taking the steps to learn versus cutting yourself down for maybe not learning it when you think you should have.
2: Yeah, here's what I want to tell you and what I want to tell your listeners, and this is something important. And if you have time right now or you have space right now, write this down. It is a mantra that will really support you as you move through this process of falling in love with yourself and calling in the love that you really desire and deserve. And here it is. You are on time in your life. This is
0: um, familiar. Because we had another guest and I have a, I have like post-it notes of all of my little mantras that my guests have given me. And um, she said, things don't happen on time, they happen in time. Right. And it's, kind of, it's a similar sentiment of like, we're the ones who are putting the time around
2: it. That's right. That's right. That's right. You are on time in your life. Whatever revelations you're having, whatever aha moment you're having, whatever like um, sc- needle scratch across the record that you're having, that's when it's meant to happen. And that's when you're going to embrace the new concept, the new method, the new strategy, the waking up point that's gonna push you into the next space. So I would say if for anybody listening, if you, if you feel like there's a disturbance in the flow of your energy with your partner, any disturbance, it could be even with your parents, it could be with a friend it doesn't even need to be with a romantic partner if it's with a colleague, that's a disturbance if there is a disturbance check and see if there's some compromise happening there
0: when you're talking about a disturbance i'm also thinking about all those times where i've had boyfriends tell me that you know i'm acting crazy
2: right Right. or um i'm sorry red flag yes Please continue, but I wanna tell you what that means when a man says that.
0: Well, because I always go by the the I guess the standby of what actions did you to cause a reaction? Right? Or mm-hmm. I'm having this like um feeling or this intuition that something's going on and women's intuition is very strong and nice. then they come back and just say, You're acting crazy and I'm like, that's
2: that's not helpful. <laughs> It is not helpful. Look how gracious you are, Nicole. That's not helpful. That's so much better than taking a blunt object and knocking up upside the head with it. Good I'm for not here. I haven't done it. <laughs> but Good for you, Nicole. So really, I'm an educational anthropologist. I want your community to know that. That's why you can trust me. I've been studying these terror and triumph narratives for 15 years. I've worked with about 4,000 women, and I mean interviewed about 4,000. And so, what I've learned is that because of um, toxic masculinity because of patriarchy um, men are socialized these are generalizations I'm making but men are generally socialized to understand women as like talking dolls and objects and even mm-hmm. if that's a subconscious belief and structure a lot of men operate from that when men are taught to infantilize women and rely on an activity whereby if they feel ca- if a man feels caught, in a lie for example or if he's not lying if he just feels caught and not very intelligent and on a topic you know not really well versed on a topic he's socialized to diminish the woman like immediately reduce her to a child or an infant immediately dismiss her that is the go-to reaction or response whenever a man is feeling either caught or small um, or defensive, or just lazy and tired and not willing to muster up the courage or the energy to have a conversation about something complex. Mm-hmm. And so if a man calls you crazy, that is a red flag. It means that either he's lying, it means that he is lazy, or it means that he can't see you. Right. As a whole adult person worthy of his energy, his time, and his attention.
1: Yeah, and I don't like you know? how any of those sound. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> oh, good. You can hear me now. <laughs> <laughs> I have so, to apologize for the interruption and the tardiness and the hello, and I would like to comment on that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi, Sarah.
1: Hi, <laughs> 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 I'm like waiting for my time. I'm so I'm so sick. I fell asleep. My apologies. Um, this this conversation that you guys are having is actually something that. I had directly today with direct correlation to the election results, of course. Mm. And that's one of the things is like when women are being told we're crazy, it's because the men, the man is either a couple of those things and he's taught that that's how you're supposed to react. But also they're not told that like, hey, maybe you need to communicate further to understand what is actually going on with this person Mm -hmm. because your perception of what they have wrong is different because you're not actually listening to what they're talking about.
2: You're Mm -hmm. just
1: hearing them nag you about something.
2: Yeah. And so you're right in that so many men, even though they may not be aware of it, are really, really um, undercut by the patriarchy. Men are not given the same sort of diligence and exercise and practice in creating stamina um, to manage complex emotions the way that women are. Like women are taught from a very young age to express and manage complex emotions. And men don't have that same training. They don't have the same experience or practice. And they don't also have the same community that supports them in it. So when a man well, because, feels, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry, I was going to say because women have to maintain the men's emotions for them. We're, we're taught we have to maintain them and ourselves because they can't manage their own. We have to do it for them.
2: That's right. And that's one of the reasons why so many more women than men are codependent. Um, and mm-hmm. codependency is where a woman feels responsible for another person's feelings or thoughts Responsible for controlling or manipulating or managing another person's thoughts or feelings. And it's a huge, huge job. Um, It can in turn infantilize a man and make a man feel really small um, without them understanding why. So, all of this is a complex set of um, like just spin cycle of pain that I encourage women to hop out of. Just jump out of the cycle, jump out of the cycle and learn to be. high valuing interdependent um conscientious and really resourceful and skilled in creating boundaries and standards that um feel really good to you and that men will meet they'll rise up.
0: so i mean why do you think there are so many uh, high achieving amazing women um you know, all three of us included all have advanced wow. degrees and are professional. Yeah. Hey, you know, somebody's got to, you <laughs> know, pat us on our own backs. So, like, why are so many women like settling for this, this struggled lifestyle or taking on that responsibility? I, I think that I personally, in a lot of situations in relationships and for any work, family, whatever, I kind of have like a, a superwoman syndrome if you will, um, but I'd love to hear why, why you think that this
2: is happening. So I feel like there is a complex set of reasons for why women tend to lean into that direction of saving people, of um, being a superhero for so many people and taking on this idea that we need to save men or manage men. We also in turn, like the way that men are taught to infantilize us um, when we're being um, complex or when we're speaking up, um, we're taught to infantilize men um, into um, like these sort of duds that we have to teach constantly. I have to teach you how to behave and I have to teach you how to talk and I have to teach you how to listen. And we end up burdening ourselves um, and then eventually being really turned off by the guy. Nobody wants to sleep with like a man. Child. Who's a child. Man child. Right, exactly. That's, yeah,
1: that's, we create men child because <laughs> we allow them to continue that act because we right. take care of everything that they can't. And we patronize them by saying, oh, you're just not good enough, or you just don't know how to do this, so I'll take care of it. And it's really like, no, you need to sit down and learn how to do this, too, if you want it to work.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And so a part of the reason, just to answer your question, Nicole, like, why do we do that? A socialization really has a lot to do with all of it. The way we're raised, the way we're brought up, it's the social and cultural dynamics that like form a vortex around our consciousness that teach us these norms, that teach us these like approaches to relationship. And by the time you get to a space in your adulthood as a woman, where you say, wait a minute, there's a pattern here. There's this same sort of disappointment or unfulfillment. There's this frustration. There's this feeling of insecurity that I keep experiencing over and over and over again, year after year after year. And I need to interrupt it until that happens. We don't jump out of those norms and those socialized like matrices. But we can. My solution is to teach women how to do the inner work to actually repair their own thoughts and beliefs about what's possible in love, about what's healthy for partnership, and what you can actually anticipate from a man. Um, you can actually rewire that energetically and create a more satisfying life and love story than you could not imagine. I'm living it right now. I'm proof.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, that's perfect because you're also basically having a masterclass about it, right?
2: I I am. I am.
0: So um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So how you're going through this and telling other women how they can be examples of this too? (laughs)
2: 100%. So in um, December, December 10th through the 12th, I am hosting the Love You More Mastermind. And I literally mean that, like it's about how to love yourself more. And it's a mastermind. It's a three-day virtual live event. Um, And the early bird tickets are for sale right now. I think by the time we air, the early bird tickets won't be for sale, but you can still get a really great deal. And it's three days. And the way that I'm breaking it down, Nicole and Sarah is on day one, I'm teaching smart, successful women how to get out of toxic relationships that don't work. Literally that's day one. Day two of the mastermind is how to get into an affirming, appreciable relationship with yourself that does work so that you can be the center of gravity for your life and call in energetically anything that you want to be in alignment with your highest ideal. This Mm -hmm. is about your worth. It's about your value. It's about understanding what you deserve and owning it completely. That's day two. And day three, I'm dedicating completely to what I call acceleration and exponential light. So it's all about understanding how to manifest exponentially, like faster in a more radical way, the powerful connection and intimacy and juiciness and romance that you want in a person who can meet you on every level. level. So you don't need to be in struggle love anymore and you don't need to stress um like settle for what you don't really want. And what I'm offering women is before the um, anybody who signs up for Um, the love you, you're going to get a free flash masterclass. The masterclass is a one hour coaching um, seminar that I will send to each person who gets a ticket. And it's where I will teach you the seven ways women self-sabotage during the holiday seasons in particular, and seven ways to start actually um, doing things that call in the love that you really, really desire and you really, really deserve.
0: Did you hear that little like ding? I don't know who's device made the ding but it's like it was like a little bell of truth like, you know, <laughs> i know it was, know, it was so like- an extra free bonus that it
2: sounds like we all need <laughs> it was like the angels and the fairies just putting a little bit of dust on the conversation like all that fairy dust i heard it too
0: yeah a little bell of truth about you know what <laughs> During 2020, one of the things that uh challenged us the most was I think being with ourselves so much. Yeah. And not having as many distractions. Or at least the distractions that were there were things that were unhealthy for sure. Um, but you know, I have found that in this time, it's been a very good way for me to refocus my energy. I'm not dating all willy nilly because you know no one wants to die out here. I mean, exactly. that's <laughs> that's the level that we're at, right? And um, so
1: willy nilly,
0: willy nilly, just passing the <laughs> rona around. No one wants that. So um, one of the things, though. <laughs> That uh I I've come across in in dating previously, and something that I've been working on a lot in the last couple of months it is actually very reflective in our current time because now we have a vice president elect, a woman of color, someone who, you know, had like from my point of view, has worked her way up, has earned it, and she still has a, a great, you know, life outside of her career from what I can tell. Yeah. So I may be making some assumptions, but she kind of represents a, a you can have it all situation. And um, where I have struggled sometimes is that I feel like I'm more ambitious, more driven, have achieved more than a lot of the the pool that I can draw from around me. <laughs>
1: I get it. So, there's a lack
0: of talent. We, well, I mean, yeah, if there's a if there's a lack of men to choose from, that's a different story. But um <laughs> I'm getting very precise in who I'm looking for and what values are connecting. So, as as you become more and more successful, sometimes I feel like there's this stigma that you also become less and less approachable or less and less able to fulfill the other parts of your life based on old stereotypes. Um, So when it comes to like high achieving women, like what do they need to know? Like what helps them? What's like the three main things that they need to know to get the relationship they want?
2: Okay, so here's the thing and I'd like for women to write this down. This is so, 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 so crucial. Okay, I got my pen. Okay, so (laughs) If you are a high achieving woman, if you are a smart, successful woman, if you're ambitious and driven, if you have a big vision for your life, that means automatically that the relationship you are called to call in is going to match your bigness. So one of the first things that a woman like you like me like Sarah like our listeners need to know right now that if you're here listening to this conversation you are not meant for an average run-of-the-mill relationship attempting to look for an average run-of-the-mill relationship like just something to get by will never work for you it won't work for you because you've actually tapped into a level of identity that's much bigger than that so here's the thing you need to know raise your standards and I don't mean raise your standards so that you are maniacal or um, in a fantasy world where you're not even connecting to the idea of a real flesh and blood partner, but you're thinking about like Peter Pan. I'm talking about raise your standards so that you can connect to a peer that has similar strengths, attributes, visions gifts talents is you if you are a real person in the world and you are a rock star there is a compliment to you actually Mm -hmm. there are several compliments to you what i also that's the first thing raise your standards the second thing is look for a team a team meaning date lots of people you may or may not be doing that some women i found nicole actually narrow their attention and their time and their focus too quickly and just focusing on one great guy that they think is coming down the pike and they're like, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket. Don't do that. You have a team of ener- men energetically who are available to you. Like lots of men who can meet you on every level. And I'm talking about financially stable. I'm, I talk about top 1% man. You mm-hmm. want a percent You mm-hmm. want percent who's financially stable who's emotionally available who's intellectually stimulating who's socially conscious who's physically attractive who's sexually attentive and safe like you can have someone who who's a great conversationalist who's got a great sense of humor you can have he won't be perfect but your team of guys will be meeting you on multiple levels so first raise your standards second look for team third What you're going to want to do is get yourself into a coaching community. And this is what I really stand by, because the undoing of some of your socialization around the way that you think and the way that you um, feel, the way that you conceptualize men or relationships, it's subterranean and it's got to be undone so that you can build in new thoughts and new feelings that are embodied, not performative. Like we're not talking about faking it till you make it. We want thoughts and feelings that are authentic and deeply rooted that you can call your own and feel 100% like this is my true thought and feeling. It's not something I'm borrowing from Nicole or I'm borrowing from Sarah or Janine, this is mine. So getting yourself into a coaching community, it goes beyond therapy, getting yourself into a community so that you can create a project around your, um, your love story. That's gonna be something that I highly recommend. It's why I'm building the mastermind in December.
0: And do you recommend that that community is other women or a mix of people? Like I um, I currently am participating in a workshop and it's a group of like six women. Um, and we're all bringing something different. like we were strategically kind of picked for the group because we are we were like matched together on purpose. Um, not everyone has that ability though. So, you know, let's say you don't have the extra funds to join those types of workshops or things like that. Like, how does someone build that with the people that they know who already have biases and who already, you know, may think that they know this person well enough?
2: I would, I would guard against that. I would not recommend it. You know, to be honest, what I've found is that your best buds, your girlfriends, your BFFs, the people who really know you very well are also caught up in the vortex that you're caught up in. They may not have the objective stance to honestly honor the path that you're going on. It's better to actually connect to people who are strangers. That might sound a little bit like, (laughs) but No, it makes sense. Yeah, people who are strangers, but who are like-minded, soul-centered sisters. Yes. Yes, those are the so,
0: quotes. So do you have, um, do you have like a, a Facebook group or any uh, resources for people to use to find random strangers,
2: but match them? <laughs> <laughs> <safely>. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> the first thing I'm gonna say is if you accept our free gift for the masterclass, um, you'll be on my email list and then you're gonna get invitations to the Facebook group Um, We have several thousand members in the Facebook group. We broadcast Facebook lives. there constantly that are free. We have challenges there um, that are complimentary. Some that are low paid, like low ticket. Um, But that's where you can definitely find community of like-minded soul centered sisters who are gonna be focused on, like I said, building a personal liberation project around your love story so that you can crack the love story you desire and you deserve next year starting now. And definitely one of the things I'd like to say, Nicole, Sometimes women say, oh, I don't have the funds for this. I call foul on that. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah.
1: You can do your nails and get your lashes done. And yeah, I'm sorry. You can spend a little bit more money on your mental
2: health too, baby girl. You can. And you need to. Like, I really coach Mm -hmm. men to say this. It's your continuing education. It's your adult education. Like if you want to be qualified to get a certain job, you would definitely go get your high school diploma. You definitely go get your associate's degree or your bachelor's degree to qualify for that job. If you'd like to qualify for literally the relationship of your dreams with a top 1% man, because you actually can get that and have that, then invest in the education, the inspiration, the training, the reprogramming that's required for you to have that. And you have the money. Have oh yeah. A-
0: well, I mean, I think a lot of Either. times women are spending the money on their children yes. or their family. They, you know, and they don't, they feel guilty spending it on themselves, right? But, you know, we have to do a reality check because like I spent money on a doggy dermatologist, you know, so before. <laughs> 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 so if I could pay for my dog, to stop itching and having ear infections. I could pay for myself to find some love. God damn it. You
2: absolutely can. Here's what I want to tell you, Nicole and Sarah and everybody listening, I'm cracking up about that. So I just got two kittens and I'm not even a cat person but I got two kittens during COVID, they're my Now I am, right. They're called milk and cookie and I you are like, I'm amazed at how much money I spend on these freaking kittens, like it's amazing. You have no idea. You have no idea we could go on for today. The they're so spoiled. So anyway,
1: the Actually, point. Actually, I do, I do have a question going back, though, yeah. real quick before I forget yeah. it and it gets lost in the pile. Okay. First, the first thing that you said was hire your standards. Yeah. Now, I can tell you personally, I've had this conversation with our therapist. We share one. And <laughs> one thing that we discovered was when I think of my standards and I think, oh, I need to hire them, That immediately makes me feel like I'm being narcissistic Mm. and that I don't deserve to have higher standards. So what do you say to women who are stuck in that codependency mindset of, I don't need to higher my standards because that makes me pretentious, narcissistic, an egomaniac? There are women out there who still think that about themselves, even if their standards are like, you know, at the ground.
2: Yeah. So here's what I would say. Aside from the, the the anthropologist to me that says, like, understand the definition of a narcissist and an egomaniacal sociopath, that's not you. Uh-huh. If you're even worried yeah. <laughs> about being that, that's not you. Like if you because you would have if you if that was you, it wouldn't even cross your mind to worry about it. So the fact that you worry about it means it's not you that you, the definition of that is totally off the chain that you wouldn't even think to qualify yourself that way. But let's say you do. Let's say you say I'm not worthy of raising my standards. I'm not worthy of a guy who like literally puts me at the center of his world, who makes me feel like um, a goddess, um, who lights up when I walk into a room. If I'm not worthy of that, what I would say is there is a worthiness project that belongs to you. And that project is for you to get your self esteem in check, for you to understand exactly who you are and what you are here for, what gifts and talents are inherent in you, so that you can get clear about the alignment between who you are and who you deserve. Here
0: for it. <laughs> I'm like, are you? <laughs> like, what's step one?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm here. It sounds like Sarah D is <laughs> at least the first step given to her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, no no no. this is something that we established a why I've overcome this concern that I have or this you know this issue that I have but when we started tackling it it was very like I didn't it was an unconscious thing for me that I didn't deserve to raise my standards like or even have standards in the first place you know I just always take what's come my way I go with the breeze blah 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 whatever happens happens and then I get attached and then try to force something that doesn't work, pattern, <laughs> hello. And so one of the things is learning that it's okay to say no yes. to a, port, a part of somebody that you think is supposed to be the one, and don't be afraid of that.
2: That's right. I think one of the things that's really important is day one of the mastermind um, is where we will coach you specifically on how to get in touch with your no, give yourself the gift of goodbye, You know, one of the sessions is all about how to be in touch with your no, to own your no, and to feel really excited and exuberant about the no. The way that you get attached to the no is by understanding its value in your life. What is a no giving to you? So a lot of times women are socialized to think about what a no is taking away. Like a no is like extracting me from a person or a potential or a gift or a future. And so we think about a no as a division or a subtraction when actually a no creates a plus. It creates exponential growth. It creates abundance of space. It actually does clearing for you so that you can welcome in alignment. So that's something that needs to be coached. So it's definitely about getting in touch with your no, but it's also Sarah about that's day one day two of the mastermind is how can you really start to understand your worth and value your inherent worth and value and there are methods and strategies that I can talk take you through session after session after session where you can go through a process where you can start to have light bulb moments. Not that I'm giving to you. This isn't about me preaching something to you. I can tell Nicole all day long, Nicole, you're so beautiful. You're so smart. You're so strong. You're so sexy. You're really sweet. You're so generous. Oh, you're so clever. If Nicole... Just keep on going. (laughs) For that. <laughs> it's great. It's great, and we do that for each other as women. Like, if you have great sister friends, you do cheer each other on. But how many times have you gotten that shot in the arm from your sister or from your BFF, and you're like, "Oh, thank you so much that you think so highly of me." But then a few hours later, you're crying yourself to sleep. Why? It's because you don't think that about yourself. You can you you can get to a place where you can be so attuned to your own worth and value, to your own. Um, gifts and talents to your own essence of beauty that you don't need anyone to tell you that. It's a great addition, but it's like frosting on the cake. But you bake your own cake. That's what's on day two.
0: Yeah, you're just kind of giving us the ingredients. And, you know, if we can mix it in the bowl and put it in the oven for the right amount of time, then hopefully
2: <laughs> we'll have something to taste good. It's going to be a gorgeous cake. But, you know this is the, this is the reason i put the mastermind together um you know this three-day event and also the masterclass, which is the gift before the mastermind it's because really we need to practice loving ourselves people teach women that you can love yourself just by being pretty um you can love yourself with your makeup and your lashes and your mani and your petty you can love yourself with your cute bag and purse and shoes you can mm-hmm. love yourself Um, by just saying positive affirmations. If you can just look in the mirror long enough and say how great you are, but that's not actually it. There is actually a practice to falling in love with yourself. And there are methods and strategies. There's a sequence of practices that women are not taught. Our mothers, God love them, as much as we often love and respect and admire our moms and they do such great jobs, they don't teach girls how to love themselves. They teach girls how to work hard. Mm -hmm.
1: Amen. Sometimes they don't even get to teach us to have to show up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we don't even get that conversation. Unfortunately, no, no. we just have to witness them.
2: We don't. Yeah. And so what I'm, what I'm advocating for is I'm saying um, when you learn the practice of loving yourself and then you put that practice into effect in your daily life so that it becomes a natural embodied part of you. Like something that you do, something that you are, then you will start to reprogram. Then you will shift your vibration. Then you will create a nuance of energy that will create shift in your exterior life, and you will call in the people that you want. One of the things that it's important for women to notice is like, you know, one of the women um, in the Supreme Love Project was like, Jeanine, I really want this guy. I want this guy, and I'm like, let me just be clear, I am not a love coach. I'm a soul coach. So I'm not here to teach you how to get a guy. I'm here to teach you how to get yourself. When Good. you get yourself, you can get anything you want. Yeah. And so she right. pushed the envelope and she was like, but I really, how do you find this guy? It's like finding a needle in a haystack. And I said, the way you find a needle in the haystack is become a magnet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very powerful and
0: less work and more fun. It is. Right. <laughs> 100%
2: so because yeah.
0: you know, all that digging is real exhausting.
2: So <laughs>
1: exhausting. <laughs> uh, and you know, let's be real, hay is not the f- most fun thing to hang out in.
2: No, it's itchy and scratchy and there are bugs. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so
0: just one last uh I guess topic before we move into add girls and that is, you know, There's a lot of conversation about, yeah, um, connecting to your power and kind of having this dream of what you would either want your partner to be like or what you want yourself to be like um, or realizing what yourself is like. And so if you're like dreaming of some sort of relationship, how do you not cross into just like pure fantasy land, right? Like making sure that your parameters are realistic.
2: Yeah, well, one of the ways you can start to come into a space of realism where you can feel grounded in your vision and being grounded in your vision is having a big enough view of a future that inspires you um, and yet feeling rooted in the reality of the material world so that the vision can come true and not stay in um, a future. And the way that you do that, and what I tell women is to be very, very present with yourself. And and let me explain that really quickly. Mm -hmm. Have a vision for your relationship. Do not have a vision for a man. Okay. Got it. Have a vision for your relationship. What relationship? (laughs) Qualify that. How would you like to feel in the relationship? What would you like to do in the relationship? How would you like to show up in the relationship? How would you like the relationship to integrate into your life? Have a vision for the relationship, not the guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes so much sense. Why didn't somebody say that before? (laughs) We're not
2: literally not taught this. It's so...
1: Yeah, Because we weren't taught, like, we're allowed to love ourselves, so other people have to make us happy. And in specific, women have to look for a man to make them happy, because, you know, well, GBTQ rights are not necessarily taken into consideration. Right, true. So it's right. always about what that man or and now what that partner but that's a good point like looking at what the relationship is and I think honestly I would start with what I don't want in a relationship like I don't know what I want but I know what I don't want (laughs) that's
2: a great place there that's a great place to start you can start from either end what you want or what you don't want what does the relationship look like that feels really really good or what does the relationship look like that feels like crap and they get clear about that and say no to that and practice being very explicit about that the second step actor being very clear about the relationship you want or again like you don't want one of the ways that you can stop keeping up the fantasy and the facade of a man that's basically where you're creating an idol that's not a real person it's an idol it's not like flesh and blood it's like a puppet oh, or robot or a machine so you step away from that one from focusing on the relationship and not the guy and the second way you step away from that is focusing on yourself meaning If you can be deeply loving and compassionate and inclusive with yourself as a mess and as a miracle, equally admiring, admiring, loving, and honoring yourself as a mess and a miracle, you'll be able to do that for your partner when he shows up in the relationship that you envisioned.
0: Yeah. And I think that it's really important that you've, you know, put the emphasis on also you know, if you want somebody who is emotionally mature and available, guess what, honey, you need to be too. Absolutely. Yeah. Asking for things that you don't find in yourself. And if you don't take the time to learn and grow and go through these types of coaching courses, or uh, real honest conversations, like, you're not going to draw in, you're not going to beat the magnet, because if you're not exuding it, how are you going to find somebody else who is?
2: Right, right, Mm -hmm. that's absolutely right. That's why step two is to focus on yourself. Really, really be deeply, deeply focused on cultivating the sorts of attributes and dispositions that you want in your relationship in yourself first. If you wanna be in a relationship where there's patience and compassion and fun and kindness and fearlessness and emotional nakedness and availability, craft those attributes and dispositions in yourself and then your vibration will create an energetic match. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing when you talk about all of these things, because they're not necessarily tangible. Like right. you can't just go, I'm going to go grab emotional availability off the shelf today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Add a, exactly. Dash, add a dash of patience <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> I didn't even know how to be an emotionally available person. until my late thirties, I had no idea what it even meant. I didn't know what it looked like. Yeah. And I I, I'm finding
1: taught, out now. <laughs> yeah. I like wasn't taught emotional until I was just like the same conversation. Ironically the same co or coworker. He and I were talking about how we were just not taught emotional intelligence. I like, you know, when we were growing up and since his mom was a health teacher, he was so hyper aware of emotional intelligence and everything that was going on in the world. He had anxiety and puked for two years and mm-hmm. he ended eventually had to go see a therapist because of it. But like his hyper awareness is like am I thankful for that Am i not Uh, thankful yeah (laughs) yeah he's still
2: not really he's still not really coping (laughs) (laughs) okay there's definitely a way to go to the other end and so what I focus on a lot is, is balance um and coming into a space where you feel really deeply anchored inside of yourself where you literally become the center of gravity for your life so that you're not tipping off in either extreme, like super neurotic and anxious, feeling like you're so like a hypersensitive to everything that's happening, or completely dense and obtuse and not connected to anything. You can come into the middle where you feel um, available to all the things and like you literally have open energy and you're like, oh, I can span the gamut of human emotions and I feel available to all of them. I don't judge any of them. I'm not criticizing any of them. I can embody them and feel them and be with them, and I can release them and let them go. That is a big part of emotional availability.
0: Yeah. And knowing you're not going to be perfect at it. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. This is not like,
2: going to happen overnight. We're all people, we're human beings. This is a messy, like, wild ride that we're on. And so we get to practice compassion in building ourselves up and building the relationship that we really desire and deserve.
0: Well, this is an amazing spot, I think, for us to transition into Atta Girls where we get to actually pat ourselves on the back yeah. for, you know, finding some balance and recognizing when we are, um, you know, taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for me, I, I'm, you know, I have never been to an actual eye doctor. I'm just going to put that out there.
2: What? <laughs> what? That's wild, right? Wow. Is- not even
0: as a little girl? No. Well, I mean, maybe I, maybe, but most, like as an adult, all of my eye exams have been at my like regular family practitioner or whatever, where you do the chart and you just kind of like have the thing that goes over your one eye and then, yeah. you know. So I've never gone to an ophthalmologist, optometrist. I don't even know the difference between them anyway made an appointment
1: (laughs) (laughs) well they all can ultimately help your eyeballs so that's good so I
0: just I don't think that there's anything truly wrong but um when it does go wrong because I'm sure it will both parents had to get glasses at 40 so (laughs) that transition happens very quickly, I think. That's at least what I've heard, is, like, when your vision starts to go, it, like, starts to really, so I'm, like, going to get a baseline. I'm, like, because I, I
1: spent a lot of money Virgo on my insurance this year. What? That's the most Virgo thing I've ever heard. I'm not having trouble seeing anything, but, I'm you not. know, I'm preparing. Yes. It to inevitably happen. Correct.
0: But also, you should probably go for an annual, like, routine eye exam, right? Like, (laughs) I think so. I think so. That's good Mm -hmm. enough. Full body. Yes, of course. So anyway, so I have an appointment for an eye exam. As far as I know, the first time in my adult life, potentially my entire life. (laughs) Uh, And then I also have an appointment with like a dermatologist because twenty twenty has really done something to my skin. (laughs) Um, we're just gonna blame it on 2020 and the uh stressors and environment changes um but i'm really coming in at the end of the year hot with trying to make sure i start off 2021 in a good spot
2: good for you congratulations (laughs) so this is my first atta girl and i'm like racking my brain like what can i say Here's what I'll say. I'll say something professional and I'll say something personal. So, I okay. hired um, two new people to my team this week, which is a big, huge deal. Ooh, uh, it's huge that is deal. a huge deal. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So, y'all understand, all the women know who understand it's like building a team is a huge, big deal. So, huge that's deal. My, Yeah. Thank you. And, oh, there's another thing. I just got my book contract for my second book.
1: Oh my god! On the inside for you, that's so freaking exciting! Congratulations! Those are
0: so much better than mine. And (laughs) I know, and I gotta follow this. (laughs) Yeah, now Sarah's gotta follow it. But that's amazing. What was what's the name of your first book?
2: The Revelations of Asher. I was just looking for it. It's over there. It's the Revelations of Asher. It's basically a chronology of some of the tarot narratives and triumph narratives that I've learned about women's struggle and love. Where can people find it? You can go to Amazon. It's on Amazon. Um, I think it's sold out right now. Um, but it'll be No brag. It. No brag. <laughs> <was> like, tumble, <laughs> tumble brag.
0: Sorry. No. That's right. Why are you apologizing just have for to, being
1: successful?
2: You'll just have to go to your uh, mastermind class. That's all. Yeah. Go to yeah. Them. Just Come to the masterclass. It's free to sign up and it's going to really support you through the holidays. So that's my other add a girl. I'm happy to be giving this free gift to your community.
1: That's so amazing. We do very much appreciate that. Absolutely. So uh, my turn? (laughs) (laughs) Ironically. Ironically enough, Nicole, mine include my self health as well. (laughs) So I've been managing the sinus infection on and off for like the whole year. And I think that when I finally started going back to the gym, it exasperated it and it just got really bad. That's why I was late today. Unfortunately, I was not feeling well. And I dozed off. So I went to the doctor yesterday after I got my antibiotics last week and I went in and they were like, what, how far are you along on your antibiotics? We said, well, I'm almost done. And then they were like, well, maybe you should see ear, nose and throat doctor. And I'm like, okay, great. And usually at this point, it's kind of when I like not follow through and go to the ear, nose and throat. Cause I've already done this so many times, but I'm giving myself another opportunity to get better. So I made my <laughs> appointment today. And, um, the lady on the phone was just not being kind. She wasn't having a good day. You could tell. And I really didn't have anything going on to like make me upset. I was having an okay day. So I ended up being able to lighten up her mood and she thanked me at the end of the call for being so pleasant. And so that's my girl today is that I made somebody's day.
2: (laughs) That is a big atta girl. Congratulations <laughs> yeah,
1: thank for being you. a good human. Uh, you know, empathy and patience, I think, should be 2020's motto, if we're, if we're being honest. <laughs> but then I also made my appointment, and I get to go get COVID tested and all that stuff, and she was kind of floored by the fact that it's the first COVID test I'll be getting throughout. And I was like, well, I've not really gotten to a point where I needed to get one, because I've been thief. so... <laughs> maybe one and a half out of girls for me today
2: <laughs> for you.
1: yeah yes. thank you I appreciate it yeah <laughs> all right so
0: Janine tell us how people can find you your um website your deadline for signing up for the class all that good stuff
2: yeah so um I'm everywhere Facebook LinkedIn Instagram um just at Janine Staples it's Janine Staples everywhere Um, But I highly recommend people sign up for the free masterclass because once you sign up for the free masterclass, you'll be on my email list and you can opt out at any time. But I can also send you information and updates about the event in December, about other free um, challenges or complimentary um, coaching experiences that you can try out to get yourself on a right track to like literally end 2020 strong and start 2021 with like powerful success in love. I I really
1: do hope all of our listeners take advantage of this because it's just going to be like a great group of women who are all doing the same thing and it's a safe space.
2: Yeah.
0: And there's no reason for us to all struggle bus through the holidays alone. Might as well, you know, figure out some ways to not struggle bus at all or at least have a
2: group, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Astro class is free and you can do that privately. Like I know some women feel like, they don't want to share the struggles they have during the holidays or they don't want to talk to anyone. The masterclass is literally a password protected. It's on a password protected site. It's a video. You sign it up for it. We send it to you in your email. And then you can make a decision about how you'd like to move forward. You can join the Facebook oh, group and hide out there if you want. You don't need to let anybody know yes. there, or you can like make yourself vocal and say, hey, I just finished the seven ways masterclass. Anybody out there? And we will come to meet you and wrap our arms around you. I yeah, and that. we have, um, so
0: wonderful. yeah, and we have a group of our own where we share extra, like, tidbits and tabbits and in information from the um, episodes and stuff, and it's on Facebook. It's called The Homeless Chronicles, A Judgment-Free Zone, and that one, you know, it can get a little R-rated over there, but it's meant all in good fun, um, and then... Oh, it's
1: 100% on, it's- R-rated over there, which is totally fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then uh, we're on Instagram at homeads underscore chronicles. And uh, if you like what you heard today, please like, subscribe, um, download, follow Janine Staples to get all of her information and sign up for her class. Um, we really appreciate you spending some time with us today. It's been insightful and wonderful and one of the like fastest hours of my life, I think.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'm so- I feel so bad still that I was so late. I feel like there's so much more to talk about.
2: Yeah. This has, <laughs> been, a tr- this has been a treat. I feel so good to end my day with you two ladies. Um, uh, and I feel excited yeah. about the contribution that you're making to the world. I'd love to come back and support you even more. And um, oh, please, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It's been great. Thank
1: you so much. It's been so great meeting you and talking to you. I awesome. love it. Oh, Same. Comments oh, out. Hehehehe. <laughs>